Hey everybody, welcome to this week's session of Contemplate, just our weekly touch point to more deeply meditate on whatever topic our community at large is soaking in through the Sunday morning sermons and meditating on in the midst of our communities. And we take this time to, to literally slow down and embody the, the topics and the ideas that are in our brains, but get them into our bodies. And uh, Christian theology has long held the physical body to be a very important part of our understanding of our soul, our relationship with God. And so each week we try to meditate more deeply all the way into our bones, into the marrow of our bones, these incredible biblical truths and ideas and texts. So for this week, we're meditating on holiness. This last week we talked about uh, moral relativism in this cultural moment the moral chaos that we live in and, and put out the call towards that old Bible word, holiness. We're to be a people of holiness. We're to be holy as God is holy. Now, holiness in its most basic biblical definition is the idea of being set apart. You can think of holiness in its most simplistic definition as being different. God is set apart. He is different. He is holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy. He is completely different than anything else. There's a glory to this holiness. There's a beauty to this holiness. There's a perfection to this holiness. There's a power and a fire to the holiness of God. And we, God's people, are called to be holy, to be set apart, to be different. I heard one pastor actually uh, possibly translate the word holiness as weird, Weird in the sense that we look so different. Holiness looks so different than the norm of human experience and the norm of human behavior. So in the pursuit of holiness, before we get into our meditation, it's helpful to understand that holiness from a Christian perspective is both a passive gift that we receive from God through the gospel, the good news. God, who is holy, embodied himself in flesh in Jesus Jesus lived a holy and perfect life as our representative, as our substitute. And then when Jesus went to the cross, he absorbed into his flesh all of the defilement and uncleanness and unholiness and unrighteousness of our behavior and beliefs and brokenness as his creation. He was buried in the grave and then he raised from the dead, historically, physically, literally raised from the grave victorious over death. And in so doing, he had absorbed all of the wrong and unrighteousness. And he now reigns, we're told, at the right hand of the Father, establishing his reign over all the universe. And one day we'll return and the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's a day that we're all longing for and praying for. In the meantime, the Holy Spirit has granted us this indwelling reality in Jesus. When we place our faith in Jesus, when we trust him, when we call him Lord, when we follow him, when we become his apprentices, we are indwelt by God himself, the Holy Spirit, the different, the sanctified, the set apart, this righteous righteousness, this perfect perfection indwells us as a gift, the righteousness of Jesus. And we are forgiven. Our defilement is cleansed. Our corruption is made clean. 
all of these beautiful uh, realities are given to us as a gift passively. We receive these things by faith, not by works. But the New Testament and the Old Testament, the whole of Christianity is also about partnership with God. And so there is an active component that is that we now out of the holiness that has been given to us as a gift, we pursue that holiness. We go after it. We have been made a new creation, holy and righteous in Jesus. We are separate in him as a gift, but now out of that gift, we pursue that holiness. We, we labor towards it. We make decisions and we practice in a disciplined manner the behaviors that will bring us more fully into the holiness that has been given to us. So it's an active pursuit. So for our meditation today, we're actually just going to do a Lectio Divina of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Context, Paul has been encouraging the Corinthian church, which was a, on all accounts, very unholy church, kind of a frat party of a church, getting drunk at communion, lots of weird sexual stuff going on in that church. Paul's been rebuking them and correcting them for two letters at this point, possibly three. And he's been explaining to them that they are communally and personally the indwelling temples of the Holy Spirit, that God has made them holy. He's given them this gift. And yet they must pursue holiness as well. And so if you would, find a quiet place, as always, a couple deep breaths into your belly. And we're going to spend about 10 minutes meditating in the words of St. Paul to the Corinthian church on this active pursuit of holiness for our day. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Just take in the silence for a moment. Know that God is present with you. The Holy Spirit indwells you, has made you righteous and clean and pure, and now in partnership with him. We will commit to pursuing internal and external holiness. Paul says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Another couple deep breaths. Therefore, since we have these promises, the promise to you right now that you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit is a gift. That because of the cross of Jesus, you are clean and pure, forgiven, undefiled, made right. You are accepted because of these promises. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Revel in the promises, even now, of your Father to be with you, his promise to never leave you, to never forsake you. Another deep breath. Allow your whole body to rest and surrender to those promises. If you find your mind contending with those promises, 
the narratives that these promises aren't trustworthy can't be believed. Just notice, just notice those contending thoughts and let them pass and then return to this deep surrender that these promises of God's faithful presence in you, with you, around you, for you, will never fail. And so concludes reading one of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. And now with an even deeper breath into your belly, your whole body, resting in the presence of God, meditating on the promises that he has made. St. Paul says, In the Spirit, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Paul calls us dear friends. He wasn't writing this letter to this unholy church in anger to disfellowship and divide from them. But he wrote to them and to us as dear friends. Our relationships are built on the holiness that God has already given us. We are united by our failure, by our sin, our inability to be holy. And we are made one with each other in the holiness of God. And so out of these promises and out of these deep relationships, Paul now puts in the active component, saying, let us purify, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Another deep breath. Holy Spirit, bring to our minds that which is contaminating us in our physical bodies, behaviors, words, actions, decisions that are defiling our flesh, this body that you've gifted us with. Strengthen us to turn, to repent, to flee from these embodied, contaminating actions and behaviors, but also, Holy Spirit, another deep breath, bring into our minds that which is defiling our spirit, attitudes, beliefs, postures of heart, narratives, faults, narratives. Let your body rest in the promises of his holiness that's already been given. Rest in relationship with all the people of God who are abiding in these promises. And now in your body and in your spirit, whatever the spirit's bringing to mind, confess these things to your father 
and ask him to give you strength to turn from wicked words and wicked ways. To have your mind renewed, the false narratives taken from your running stream of consciousness and replaced with the truths of scripture, a choice to believe. Another deep breath. And so concludes reading two of Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. With a deep breath now, this idea of completing holiness or perfecting holiness. If you can, envision who you want to be in the future. A person of patience, a person of gentleness, a person of unconditional love, a person of great wisdom and prudence, a person of significance and power. Paul's reminder of the promises that we have passively received holiness and his commendation for us to actively purify ourselves are the foundation for this completing, this perfecting of holiness out of reverence or out of fear of God. Look forward now to who God is making you in this moment. To be holy is to be fully human. Passively receive the holiness that God indwells you with as a gift, believe, and actively pursue this separateness, this differentness, this obedience to Jesus perfecting holiness and you will be more fully yourself today friend more fully you perfected and righteous and pure and holy as a gift perfected and righteous and holy and true as an active work in your life in partnership with your father who loves you be holy today as your father is holy shalom dearest friend